0: Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 72.
1: Four things I'm still learning not to do. Mm. Is this coming from your perspective, I'm guessing? It
0: is. In your life? Four things right now that I'm still learning not to do.
1: Okay, that's good. I already know I need it.
0: And I would encourage everybody else to- Do an audit. Continue to struggle- to not do these things as well.
1: Okay, all right, I'm good. Yeah,
0: it'll be fun. I feel like I have uh, pistachios in my teeth. I just had a bunch of.
1: Okay, if you if you start cleaning your teeth into the microphone, I I will throw <laughs> off my headphones and quit. I'm done, <laughs> y'all. I have there. I forget what it's called. If you've listened you listen to this, podcast... you were annoyed with
0: me earlier when I was eating the pistachios.
1: If if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me talk about my like. It's not a disorder. I don't know what it is. It's a disorder. It's a, there is like an actual word for it, but it is the complete like inability to listen to somebody chew their food or like make mouth noises. Um, And I'd
0: like to be clear. It's not like I have poor eating hygiene. uh, Is
1: that a word for Etiquette probably would be the better word.
0: Etiquette. No, like I eat food normal.
1: Yeah, he's not, he's not like rude about it. He closes his mouth sometimes, but like, (laughs) We were watching something on Monday night, and you went and got a bag of popcorn, which you never do. You never eat after dinner. It's like that's your thing. And you got a bag of popcorn, I and did. you—he didn't stop, y'all. It was like from start to finish, just shoveling popcorn, and it's so like crunchy. And he's licking his fingers, and it's just it, there's—and I know that <laughs> it's sounds the so. And salt. I love it the sounds and salt. so normal, and I had to move
0: all the way to the far end of the couch to save our marriage, as far away as I possibly could be with her. Listen, y'all, it's a rough life I live. Like, if I want to eat, like, a few chips, I have to go into our closet and <laughs> shut the door so true. that I can eat a couple chips in peace without getting the the stank eye from you. You're ya.
1: for sure exaggerating. I'm not that crazy, but, like, it is a lot. I, I, I wish I didn't... I wish it wasn't my life. I remember the first day it annoyed me in fourth grade. Jennifer was eating her goldfish. And from then on, mm. it's like, I can't listen to like loud, crunchy noises. And I'm it's actually, go. it's only bad with the people close to me. Other people, like if we're at dinner, I really don't even notice it unless your mouth is open. But like, it's weird. It's Only how, with only the close, see,
0: that's very telling. I'm going to psychoanalyze the crap oh, out of that. Great.
1: I hate being married to a life coach sometimes. <laughs> um, what is your pet peeve of mine?
0: Oh, that's easy. It's your diet Coke cans. For some reason, this woman is is highly intelligent, highly capable of accomplishing anything in the world that she puts her mind to, except for getting a diet Coke can to actually go into the trash. So, it's like a scaven- it's like a diet Coke scavenger hunt around our house. You'll find okay. them all kinds of places <laughs> on ledges, tables, underneath chairs.
1: It's everywhere. Okay. Well, what is can it about I, the Diet
0: Coke can that you can Can I
1: explain myself? Sure. Usually, there's like a little bit left, and I'm like, oh, I'll go back for that a little bit.
0: There's always. And okay, every Diet so Coke I can always I think I'm going to go... There's always a little I bit. I always
1: think about. I'm going to go back for it. The ones that are left in my car are left there because I've... I have to get out and go get Pepper, and then mm. I have my hands full, so I can't like I, the Diet Coke can. I knew Coke you were going to drag
0: Pepper into this, but this was going on long before Pepper no, was on the
1: scene. It's just worse though, because like again, I'm putting things down. I'm like cleaning up after her, anyways. Uh, so you chew and I leave cans. I'm going
0: to just every time I see a Diet Coke can, I'm going to grab a handful mm-hmm. of chips. I'm gonna crunch the heck out of those chips while I'm throwing away your diet. Cooking.
1: You should, you should start like a social media like campaign where you just take a picture of every can I leave and everybody follows oh along on how terrible I am because you actually idea. realize I'm not that bad. And then I'll submit your video of chewing. Anyways, <laughs> okay. okay, four things you're learning not to oh, do. Yeah, you want me to jump into chewing it? loudly?
0: That's not on the list. Okay, all right, oh. it, it did not make the list. Okay, four things. I and obviously. I struggle. There's more than four things that I probably need to quit. Yeah. But these are four things I'm really learning hard not to do these things. Okay. Number one, manage other people's reaction.
1: To not manage yeah. other people's reaction. I'm
0: trying hard to learn not to manage other people's reaction. Okay. And here's the deal. We've talked about this quote many times because it it just blows my mind every time I talk about it. It's that Charles uh, Cooley quote who is a brilliant sociologist, by the way. But he said, you're not, or basically, he phrased it a little different. He said, "Uh, I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think that I am. I am who I think you think I am.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that that quote before on this podcast. It's
0: crazy. It's like we most of us reduce ourselves down to, like, and we're two or three things, it's just this illusion that we've created in our mind of what we think somebody thinks about us
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the way they react to us or they react to something we create. And I'm just learning to do my best teaching, to do my best writing, to do my best coaching. I have to stop pretending that I can somehow predict how somebody's going to react.
1: Hmm. What does that look like day to day?
0: Well, uh, for me, it's just coming to that realization. I don't have to manage the reaction. The reaction, honestly, is none of my business. And the moment I start trying to create something, Hmm. let's say I'm writing something, it could be as simple as a quote that I'm going to throw up on Instagram. I start to play through well i wonder how what this group of people would think mm-hmm. about this and i wonder mm-hmm. what that what if they how are they gonna like i'm trying to manage reactions before i even put something out there into right. the universe right like and it doesn't make sense that i think the moment that you start trying to create stuff for your critics you're done your art is whatever it might be is it's, it's just diluted be vanilla
1: yeah it's diluted because you're no longer being uniquely you you're uniquely you. For other people which is not you <laughs> like, yeah. it's just it's so true I remember I was like lately thinking about that with social media I was like trying to get better at like posting reels and stuff um because I had those two like weird ones that just blew up and I'm like oh cool let's do more of this and like the others don't blow up right and and I found myself thinking I wonder if people think I'm like all of a sudden weird for posting more or they think I'm trying too hard or they think I'm, and I'm like, you know what? No, like this yeah. is fun for me. And if it's, you, if it's genuinely me just out there, like enjoying it and having fun, then do it. And it actually, that's the stuff that works.
0: Yeah, it's really, there's two, there's two levels of this. There's, there's a the disease of trying to guess what somebody's reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then even after they react, trying to manage that reaction. I don't think either one of the two things are our business. Mm -hmm. Certainly, you can't guess what somebody's reaction is going to be to something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It should really come down to, is this true? Is this what I want to do? Right. Do I believe this? And do that. Right. It's like, for all of you listening, some some people are going to love your leadership style. Some won't. Right? Some people are going to love the content you create. Some won't. Some people are going to love... Your new idea, but most won't, and it has nothing to do with your idea. It has to do with the fact that most people just don't like change, even good change.
1: Yeah, I was going to say a lot of times their reaction is their own problem, and then all of a sudden you're taking in their baggage into your life. (laughs) Like if someone doesn't like, you know, the change you're making, or like what was the last one you said? It was Uh, like leadership. Your new idea. Your new idea. If they don't like your idea, it's likely because they feel self-conscious that. They didn't have that idea or that, you know, like why you're stifling yourself so much by existing for other people. And that doesn't mean I always like throw this out there because there are people that will come back. like, But you have to like care for other people. Yes, of course you care for other people. You love other people. Well, you invite them into your life. But as far as like your existence and your truth. Living that out without worrying what everybody else is going to think is what I think is the most true thing you can do.
0: I I agree. Yeah, I'm not advocating that you just become a first-class jerk and Mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do and you never think about how it impacts other people. I'm just saying you can't manage their reaction and there's so much freedom when you give up the need to always be understood mm. and that was my thing i always felt like when people reacted in a way that i didn't want them to react it meant i had to dive into that yeah. and massage that and get them to think the way i think i don't it's okay if they totally misunderstood the quote mm-hmm. it's okay if they understood my intention in this or in that like it's well, not my job to always go back and manage that
1: and they're not giving you the same decency and respect to ask you questions and 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 dive into that with you. It's more like they're throwing an assumption at you. So then you catch that assumption and live in that assumption. Whereas like if those people were truly like people involved in your life, it would be like, Hey, let's talk about that. Let's ask questions instead. It's like, just, we're just living in these like, Oh gosh, they think this, I live this way. Like, I don't know. I just think there's, there's so much freedom when, and you've done a lot of work in that. And I feel like I've done a lot of work in that too, where you can just be like, Oh, that's what you think. You're going to throw that at me without even caring to know more about it, then I'm not going to spend more time trying to explain myself.
0: So I'm, I'm learning not to try to manage other people's reactions. The second thing is I'm trying to learn not to obsess about my failures. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this a little bit actually last week on the podcast, this idea of failure. And I actually said, I don't think failure is something you do. I think failure is something you think you labeled something that happened. You, you, Maybe missed the mark. It didn't come out the way you thought. You label it as a failure. You think that it's failure. But what if you labeled it as lesson learned? Mm-hmm. What if you labeled it as improvement, right? So I I, I really do believe failure is not something you do. It's something you think. But I tend to believe that for everybody.
1: Except for you. But
0: for me. And... um I tend to obsess about it and that there's this, uh, I've used this illustration a couple of times lately because Pepper, I don't know if we've talked about Pepper learning to walk. Have we talked about I that? I don't know. On the podcast, in some
1: avenues, I know. Yeah, I don't I know going know on. The some podcast. other
0: content stuff where we talked about, but so Pepper, our one year old, has just started walking the past couple weeks, and we celebrate her steps in huge ways. Like at first, it was one step; she took one step, and we go nuts. Like, ah, this is awesome! Yeah. And then she takes three steps, we go nuts over that, and of course. At the end of every one of these tries, she falls. One step she falls. She takes two steps, she falls. Three steps. Now she's taken like a dozen steps, but she still always falls at the end. Mm-hmm. Like it's really that she just gracefully walk up somewhere and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> but the the thing I've thought about so much is we're celebrating the steps we're not worried about our falls we know that's just part of the process mm-hmm. right we focus on the steps we celebrate the steps we forget about the falls
1: and the falls help her learn right For like sure. she she walks 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 and falls and she goes oh and then learns oh I just stand back up and i'm gonna keep walking it's not again not to ignore falls and not to like take those falls and just throw them away and say well oh, that's never gonna like that's doesn't exist it exists and it exists for a reason to learn and to grow and to continue but it's just it's the same way like yeah. for her those falls help her learn and in our lives they help you learn but they're not your identity like she didn't stop walking because she fell yeah. once and that's what we are so tempted to do as people is i failed that at that or i failed at the attempt and i'm just gonna stop like yep it doesn't make sense when you look at it in the form of a baby walking like well why would you stop like you got to do that It's the same in life like we are so like ingrained in our minds that these falls are failures which means we shouldn't have tried to begin with and I think if we just were to enter our lives and our situations with the knowing that that we're going to fall and the confidence and courage to get back up uh, I just think we would do a lot more things. Yeah.
0: Learn from the fall. Don't, you don't have to ignore it. At the same time, don't obsess about mm-hmm. it. You got to get back up and take another step. Mm-hmm. And Pepper's really inspired me in that. And I try to think, of when she falls, She now her thing is she goes, ugh, uh. ugh. and I And that's how I'm going to, I'm going to fail at something later on today, I'm sure. I just want to go, ugh, uh. and then get right back up and move on yeah. because that's what she does. And I love that.
1: this reminds me of the first point because when you do fall, there are going to be people after you stand back up that are like, hey, do you remember when you fell? Do you remember that time? Do you remember that time you're going to fall again? Or why are you even standing? You don't even deserve to be standing because you fell. Like going back to that number one of you can't manage other people's reactions of you. Mm. So it's like you've got to just keep trucking. Like standing up, don't worry what other people think and keep going.
0: Just keep trucking. Just
1: keep swimming. I want to get get that on the shirt. That sounds so redneck. Just keep trucking. No, we're not doing
0: that. Okay. Third thing I'm learning not to do is uh, pretend I don't care when I do care. And you know where I do that the most often I've noticed? is So I, I tend to kind of be a perfectionist in certain areas of my life, and I think pretending not to care when I do care is a defense mechanism. It's almost a shortcut for me when I feel like I'm not hitting the mark. This kind of ties in with the last one a little bit. But it's like uh, I'll use an example from this week. Remember I was trying to do that reel? Mm -hmm. I hate Reels, y'all. I'm just going to come right out and say, I hope someone from Instagram's listening right now. I hate Reels, but they've rigged the whole darn system now. On
1: Instagram, if you're not familiar. You
0: have to do Reels. That's all they serve up to people, and it's so annoying. I'm so mad at you, Instagram. But okay, I'm moving on. Lord. So I'm trying to learn to do Reels, and I hate them. It takes a lot of work. And remember, I tried to do that one earlier this week and got back, and it stunk. It was terrible Camera was all shaky. I didn't like what I said. It, the whole thing. And I deleted it. I scrapped it, right? And so I immediately go into the attitude of, just like I just did now, I don't care about reels. I hate reels. They're stupid. Stupid. I'm done.
1: Yeah. And then you started getting on my train and like, oh, I know couple years worked, but it's just dumb. I'm like, okay. okay. Just- but
0: what I do care about is reaching people with what I believe can be encouraging, life-changing content. And if that is the way that it happens these days, if that is my best route to deliver to the most people, uh, encouraging, engaging, life-changing content, then I I got to dig in and figure it out and, and not be paralyzed by my perfection.
1: Yeah. So pretend I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm going to stop pretending that I don't care about it. I do care about it. Right, and I just say that
1: sometimes it's a defense mechanism. As a defense mechanism, I'm trying to think of like other examples in your life where you feel like you you do that, where you act like you don't care, but you do.
0: Sometimes with people, Mm -hmm. like if there's somebody that I feel like is maybe uh, rejecting me in some way. I'll pretend like I don't ca- I don't care about that person, mm-hmm. and maybe I deeply do care about that mm-hmm. person. But again, it's a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. so I don't have to feel all that. Yep. I, I, it really comes down to being honest with yourself about what you're really passionate about, who you're passionate about, and just be honest about that. Not use this pretending you don't care thing as some kind of defense mechanism because maybe right now, currently, you're not real good at it, or maybe the relationship isn't in a great spot. So we immediately jump to these defense mechanisms like oh, I don't care about them anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that job. I don't care about whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. And what do you do with that?
0: You got to push through it and you got to be honest about what you are passionate about. Mm -hmm. Actually, I do care about delivering, engaging, life changing, encouraging content to as many people as I possibly can.
1: Yeah. Or I really do care about that person. I need to dig in and see what, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Did you get it? Got it. No, okay. it. Took me a second. <laughs> number 4. <laughs>
0: and then you grab my notes you're looking at my notes like what? What's he talking about? I originally
1: about? I thought you said pretend that I I want to stop pretending that I care when I don't care. Oh. And I was like I uh, do that at the I nail do. salon all the time like oh yeah you have four kids cool. You know, when you really <laughs> don't care. I get it though. All right. Okay. Number 4. You're saying you don't care about the people at the nail salon? I do care, but like I also don't care what they had for breakfast that morning, oh. you know. Okay. Whatever. I got maybe I do. Oh. Number 4. Nice Number on like a jerk Fourth thing,
0: four thing that I'm still learning not to do is assume to know people's intentions or the reason behind their behavior.
1: This is what I do. Isn't it?
0: We both do. I I don't I think most human beings struggle at some level with this.
1: Oh, I do it all the time.
0: I just I Think that I assume that I know people's attentions and the reason behind the behavior. Listen, I don't want I to... Think, I think I put this on Instagram recently. I don't want to waste any energy making false assumptions about people I've never met, circumstances I've never known, and events I have never experienced. No. Why in the world would I use my mental energy and my actual time to make assumptions about people I've never met, circumstances I don't know, and events I've never experienced. What this world needs is less assumptions and accusations and more empathy and more kindness.
1: Mm -hmm. That's really good. I do this all the time. Like I could have, someone could, I think if you have ever gone through a season in your life where you like, I'm not going to say the word failed, but like maybe there was shame around something in your life or whatever. Sometimes that shame carries through to Mm. a lot of pieces of your life and you for, in some subconscious way, think you're not good enough for whatever that circumstance, like whatever that was about. And so like, I remember there were seasons where people would reach out to me when I was going through my divorce. And I just assumed, oh, you just want a story. You just want my story. You just want to like gossip. You want, you know. But really, maybe they were reaching out to be kind. not even not give them a chance. So anyway, I think that has carried on in small mm-hmm. ways. And especially in my people pleasing ways. Yeah. Like I just assume, oh, if I act this way or if I say this thing, they're going to, you know, think that I'm whatever, you know? And I, and so I shape everything around that. And so when you, it kind of goes back to that first point you have where it's yeah. just kind of not managing what other, like not taking that on.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I got on a rant about this yesterday. If you remember, um, uh, Read an article about a, a pastor. He's not a friend. I've met him before, but seems like a, just a great dude who's taking an extended uh, sabbatical right now to get healthy in some areas of his life. And uh, oh, I, I knew I should not have read the comments. I knew better, but I got sucked into it. And I'm reading dozens and dozens and dozens of comments from people who, by the way... The vast majority of them don't even live in the same state as this guy. Yeah. They don't attend the church that he pastors. And they definitely don't know him or his circumstances or why he's taking an extended break to make sure he's healthy. And everybody is jumping in, filling in the gap with all these salacious accusations about why he needed a break and the areas of his life where he probably needs to get more health. Like, it's like, what, what are we doing here?
1: it's yeah why do we feel invited into that discussion right i mean
0: why would any of us make any assumptions that we know the intentions or what's going on in that situation yeah. and again like why would we waste so much time
1: because it makes over people it? feel it makes people feel somehow like they're better right and yep. you're not having to think about your own crap for a second and i guess that's that's why most of that happens, but it is nauseating, and it's like it goes back to that same stupid like thing you learn in first grade—the golden rule, like treat others how you want to be treated. If you were in that position, you'd be like, "Oh well, I would never get in that position." Okay, whatever. <laughs> but if if you like were in that position, would you want someone like knocking on your door and telling you how terrible you are? And like, no. And what is the? You said something the other day. You said you can't lo- you can't shame someone into action, and. All they're doing is shaming if they think he should change. Yeah, Like, what? Like, you,
0: can, I- you cannot shame someone in action. Shame just leads to acting. Yes. To pretending. Yeah. And so, again, I, I just... It, but I'm also guilty of this at times, right? It's not just the comments I read yesterday. I want to get to a place where I no longer assume to know people's intention or the reason behind their behavior. Now, I want to add a little caveat here. I know we're running out of time, but... In some situations, right, anytime you're in a relationship with people, there are going to be moments where they create a gap, Mm -hmm. right? And if you actually know them, I think the appropriate thing would be to try to resolve that gap, right? Mm -hmm. Sit down with them and say, hey, there's a little gap that's been created in our relationship, I don't know what your intentions were behind this. I don't know what your motivations were behind this. I was wondering if you could help me fill in the gap here. Mm-hmm. That's a different. That's a different thing. Yeah. Right. I'm not talking about sweeping everybody's
1: yeah. actions or behaviors under a rug. Under yeah. a
0: rug. No. I'm just saying. If you don't know them, it's not your business. Don't waste your time and energy talking about it. Mm-hmm. If you do know them, then sit down with them. Yeah. Say a gap's been created. Can we work on closing this gap instead of just writing them off or allowing them? Because anytime a gap gets created in a relationship, distance is going to happen, at mm-hmm. least emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to address with that. So That's good. Yep. Just if you don't know, I'm assuming there's a whole lot more to the story that you don't know and move on Mm -hmm. and don't waste your time trying to figure it out.
1: There's so many better things to spend your time on. (laughs) I mean,
0: hey, catch me. When I do this,
1: call me out on this. When you spend your time.
0: If I start making assumptions about somebody's behavior or their intentions, Mm -hmm. just call me out on it.
1: Okay. Even my own.
0: No, because I know you and I'm going to try to close the gap. (laughs) Close the gap. I was
1: (laughs) testing you there. Oh, that's good. I like that stuff. That's all super, like, in my world, too. So hopefully that's helpful to everybody else. It
0: it may resonate with people that they may, those four things may be four things you struggle Here's my encouragement to you, though, is to create your own list of the things you're still learning not to do. Mm -hmm. I regularly coach uh, my coaching clients. Uh, with this question of what are you currently tolerating that you shouldn't be tolerating? Mm-hmm. And that's really what leads to things like this for me, like me tolerating the fact that I waste my time making assumptions about people's behaviors or intentions. Right, mm-hmm. I'm tolerating that. I don't want to tolerate that in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to live this created purposeful mm-hmm. life and there's things that i'm doing right now that i'm still learning not to do and i mm-hmm. want to keep working on
1: not doing those things yeah that's good i think a lot of times you focus in life on things you should be doing mm-hmm. you're like oh i need to do this i need to do this but it's also really interesting to audit of the things that you don't need to do so that you have room for the things you want to do yeah um even mentally emotionally for sure.
0: what are you tolerating in your life right now that you know you should not be tolerating that's good
1: thank you Super
0: helpful. Thank you, Miss Jordan. <laughs> I cannot wait to get off this podcast and go grab some chips. Oh, Maybe no. some popcorn. I think that's what I'm going to have for lunch is chips, popcorn, and some more pistachio nuts.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see my way out. <laughs> I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A by myself, and I'm going to enjoy that piece. Uh, no.
0: Well, thank you guys yeah. for listening, as always. Please subscribe, share. It means the world to us and allows us to get what we hope to believe some encouraging content out to other people
1: yes, and if you want to see Pete continue to improve in his reels, follow him on instagram at pwilson, p Wilson p W-I-L-S-O-N. You're trying to loop me into where I can't quit. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I believe in you. You can do it. Continue to do it. But yes, please like, su- subscribe, share. Um, it's super helpful. We have a lot of people encouraging us with, hey, we I sent this to my friend the other day and it really helped. And so that's why we do this thing. Like we set yep. this podcast up in our living room every week we were just talking about this and um we move our furniture around every single week for this and we do it genuinely because we really just hope it's helpful Mm. and um i know that there were seasons in our lives where i wish we had um just encouragement being whispered into our ears a little bit more and um, a lot of times you don't seek that out in those seasons so sharing um, that with people is super helpful so all right, well, we'll hope you have some good chips later. Mm-hmm. And that was another good, good talk. talk.